This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight I want to talk to you about how to receive with grace, how to graciously receive what is around you. This is something so few of us are taught and so few people are talking about. And my job tonight is to introduce you to the concept and how to start to receive with grace in your life. So why is this important? This is important because so many of us are taught to be giving and generous, but how many of us are taught how to receive the generosity of others? They say it is better to give than to receive because the joy of giving is to watch it be received in the other person. When we ourselves don't know how to receive, we rob the other person of the gift. This is important because without this information, those who are close to you can feel invalidated or unappreciated which can lead to the breakdown of intimacy and connection in all relationships, but especially romantic ones. And this is important because learning how to receive is actually part of healthy boundaries, which most people don't think about. Lots of people are talking about boundaries, and most people think boundaries are about saying no. Boundaries are about telling people what you don't like and speaking your truth, which is all true. And at the end of the day, what a boundary really is is just about knowing where you are and where you are not. What is in your realm of control and what is outside of your realm of control. A boundary is about knowing what you need, about what you want, about what you desire, and then how to go about getting those things in a healthy way. Last week we talked about this idea that everything exists in a quantum field of potential around you. And that energy field of potential interacts with your own personal energy and that edge, that's the boundary. The question is, what are you doing with that boundary? Most of us, when we think about boundaries, think about all the stuff we want to keep out, like people's criticism, like negativity, like toxicity, like other people's emotions or opinions. And the flip side of boundaries is what are you allowing in? Boundaries isn't just about keeping things out of your space. It's about being discerning about what you allow in. Are you allowing in compliments? Are you allowing in help or input and influence from others? What about feedback? Knowing how to allow these things in is key to developing intimacy. Learning how to accept influence is key to a meaningful relationship. It's what keeps us on the path of knowledge and growth and healing. If you're only ever giving, how can you ever learn anything new? If you don't learn how to receive, how to receive input, how to receive feedback, how to receive influence from those around you, your healing journey will stagnate. So receiving is not just about, oh, someone gave me a gift and I happily accepted the gift. Can you be as gracious when someone offers feedback about something that you didn't want to hear? Can you be as gracious when someone offers you influence, when they have a different opinion than you? Can you receive the positive aspects of their opinion without feeling threatened? So learning how to receive is a beautiful process that is key to intimacy. And this is why it's so important. And this is why so many relationships struggle. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the idea of the divine feminine. So the divine masculine and divine feminine, 
doesn't refer to sexuality or gender. It's strictly about energy, that there is the yin energy and the yang energy. So the yang or divine masculine energy is the structure. The yin or divine feminine is the quality of receptivity. If you think about like a mug of coffee, the actual mug itself, the structure of it, that is the divine masculine, that is the yang. The fluid that fills it, its ability to receive whatever is poured into it, is the divine feminine, it is the yin. And without the ability to receive, the yang has no purpose. It is structure without utility. So from an energetic perspective, learning how to receive is about inviting divine feminine energy into your world. I know a lot of us struggle with this. We're a very yang-based society. You have to do, you have to do harder, you have to do more, you have to think your way through things. And bringing in some of that divine feminine flow, that divine feminine energy, is how we start to bring more balance into our life. So boundaries are meant to be a two-way street. They're meant to allow us to maintain autonomy while also fostering intimacy. If your boundaries only flow in one direction, then you can never truly feel loved or cared for. Because every time someone offers assistance or kind words, you'll reject them. And then you'll wonder why you feel so lonely and rejected. When we're bad at receiving, we train the people around us to stop doing things or being there for us, which breeds selfishness in them and hopelessness in us. So where we go wrong? Well, we go wrong because we suck at boundaries. <laughs> we're taught that we don't need help because we are strong, independent people hear us roar and we're capable and we can do it by ourselves. And that is true. And severe independence is a trauma response. If you constantly feel that you have to prove that you're good enough and therefore you reject any kind of input or help out of pride, then you're robbing yourself of the gift of being able to receive influence and input from those around you. We go wrong because we fear coming off as conceited or cocky, which is hilarious because all of us crave confidence and self-esteem. <laughs> and we go wrong because... We often judge ourselves and we're afraid that we're not pulling our own weight. And so because we feel we have to prove ourselves, that we have to make sure we are doing enough to satisfy others, then we don't focus on being able to receive what is being offered to us. The good news is there's a path forward. Learning how to develop interdependence is one of the keys to receptivity. And interdependence is where we know we are capable we know we can do it by ourselves and we still choose to accept support because we know it will help us go farther than if we were to walk the path alone. Part of the path forward is learning how to develop humility, which is mostly about knowing that no matter how smart or how capable we are, there's really a lot more that we don't know than what we do know. And so recognizing this and stopping power struggles over being right is one of the divine gifts that learning how to be more receptive will bring into your life. So how to be a better receiver. Number one, stop trying to outgive other people and instead accept the generosity that is offered to you. So I'll tell you a story. I was invited to a friend's house. A group of us were invited to a friend's house and she said, hey, come on over. And you know what? I'm going to buy a cake because I heard one of the ladies is having a birthday. So I'm going to buy a cake. And then someone messaged, oh, good, I'll pitch in on the cake. And then everyone else was like, oh, I'll pitch in on the cake, which is very kind. And it didn't allow the person who made the initial offer to feel like their generosity was being received. They actually felt kind of robbed. They're like, no, no, 
I, I'm, I'm treating and now becomes an argument over who's giving more. So stop trying to outgive other people. If someone makes an offer, you don't have to one-up them. You are allowed to accept their generosity with grace. Number two, say thank you, I appreciate that, and then shut up. <laughs> this one's a challenge, holla. So often we think we're receiving because we'll say thank you, and then we'll go on to negate the entire thing entirely. Oh, that's a lovely shirt you have. Thank you. And then we'll ramble on for 20 minutes about how we bought the shirt and why we like the shirt and why we don't like the shirt. And meanwhile, the person's like, I just thought it was a nice shirt. Remember, if you've taken my class and learned sacred geometry, it's to will, to know, to dare, and to be silent. There's power in silence. Part of receiving is learning how to be comfortable with that and say, thank you, I appreciate that, and then allow the silence to stay. Number three. Declare, I would love, as often as possible. This is less about receiving and more about letting the universe know what it is that you would like to receive. I would love a hug. I would love a back rub. I would love a million dollars. I would love a vacation to Bali or Bora Bora. That place looks amazing. I would love more cats. I would love more dogs. I would love a home by the water. Learning what you love is how you can direct your energy flow to get what you want out of that infinite field of potential that is around you. So in order to receive, you have to first focus on what you want to bring in. So being able to declare, I would love about big things, about little things, gets you comfortable with your desires. And often it's our discomfort at our own desires that leads to us not wanting to receive in the first place. So getting comfortable with your desires, giving voice to them, has a lot of little ripple effects, the least of which is teaching you how to be more comfortable with the art of receiving with grace. And when all else fails, I will teach you my fail-safe response to a compliment when you don't know how else to respond. This is courtesy of a good friend of mine many, many years ago uh, when her and I were in our 20s. We went to Vegas together and she taught me how to get people to buy you drinks because I was not good at that. I would have someone come up to me at the bar. They would say, wow, you're pretty. And I would slam them with insults because I was insecure. <laughs> and then they would walk off and I'd have to buy my own drink. And I remember telling my friend, I don't feel comfortable. When someone says, wow, you're beautiful, I don't know what to say. Like, how do you respond to that without sounding cocky or silly? And so she taught me the magic, and I will pass this on to you. You are welcome to use this. It is brilliant. If someone gives you a compliment and says, wow, you're really beautiful, wow, you're really smart, you look at them and you say, yeah, I'm the shit. It sounds silly, but it's just irreverent enough that it doesn't take itself too seriously, so it doesn't put you into the realm of feeling too cocky, while allowing you to receive and respond, and you get to hear yourself declare to the universe, yeah, I'm the shit. And I'll tell you, that is fun. I introduced this concept to my monthly group Zoom, and uh, several of the people have used it, and they're like, oh my god, it's so fun, it's so good. So I highly recommend that. If you're not sure where to start, if you feel uncomfortable receiving compliments, Try a little bit of irreverence and a little bit of humor and help yourself get acclimatized to it. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that your boundaries are meant to be a two-way street. It's about keeping bad things out, but also letting good things in. So for those of you who are working on strengthening your boundaries, this is the next evolution for you. Remember that being a bad at receiving breeds selfishness in the people around you. And it's a roadblock to feeling loved and cared for by the people in your life. And remember that giving and receiving is an equation, and without both sides, relationships will quickly become imbalanced. Structure without receptivity 
yang without yin is imbalanced. And when we learn how to give and we don't balance it with being able to receive, we will create imbalance in our life. And of course, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. We all want to receive compliments and love, and we all have no idea what to do when it shows up on our doorstep. <laughs> we put so many things on our vision boards, and then we reject it when it pops up in front of us. Just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it, and that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. There's someone in my family that has said to me that they want us to, to whatever, their healthy boundaries, to follow their healthy boundaries, but they haven't said what they are. <laughs> It's very common. Yes. <laughs> is it common? It is very common. So I literally teach an entire weekend course um, about boundaries. There's an online version of it where we talk about the magic formula for how to set boundaries because most people don't know anything about boundaries except for the word boundaries and that they should have them and that Dr. Phil and Oprah talk about them a lot. In addition to being where you are and where you are not, boundaries are about knowing what you need and how to get your needs met in a healthy way. And that's kind of the key. It presupposes that you know what you want and what you need and you know how to express it in a way that when done correctly, boundaries actually build and strengthen relationships. What often happens is instead of boundaries, people put up walls. And they just say, I don't want that, but then nothing else. And it's frustrating being on the other side of that. To them, it feels empowering. And coming from where they may have come from, it might be. And most people stop there with their boundaries. And then they wonder why they lose friendships, they lose relationships. And they'll tell themselves, well, they're just not ready for my boundaries. When in fact, no, you set up a wall, they're on the other side of it, have no idea what the hell is going on or what to do. If the opportunity arises, you are allowed to ask, what is it that you need from me? That is a wonderful question to ask. What is it that you need from me? I appreciate that you are setting boundaries and I would love to know what you need from me. And hope that they know the answer to that. Oftentimes they haven't thought of it. They just said, go away from me and didn't really think about, well, now, I, now this person knows what I don't want, but they still haven't really given you any feedback on what they do want. So asking the question, what do you need from me? Can at least open up the conversation. Great question. Interesting, because I noticed that a lot with dog training. When people have a puppy or a dog, and they're like, the dog is doing all these, offering all these behaviors. And the person's like, don't do that. 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 And so, like, but what they don't think is, okay, what do you want the dog to do instead? I've seen other dog trainers ask them, okay, what do you want the dog to do? Let's fiction that. And then the unwanted behaviors disappear. And there was actually a little comic strip where um, somebody was like saying, okay, two plus two does not equal six. Two plus two does not equal eight. Two plus two does not equal 10. And then as the teacher is saying that, one student goes to the other students like, I wish you would just tell us what two plus two is. And it's really boundaries in the same way because we're like, no, 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 no. And then you're like, I'm just going to walk away from you and find somebody else to play with. Yeah. I don't know what you want. And just upsetting you every time we interact, right? So I think we often think when we set boundaries, we're like, okay, what do I want instead? Yeah, absolutely. And this is why I wanted to talk about this because boundaries are something everyone talks about, me included. It's extremely important. And I need to know what I want 
I need to know how to get my needs met in a healthy way. And that's why one of the suggested things to do for receiving is just walk around saying, I would love by getting to know what I want. When someone shows up in my life and says, what do you want? I've just spent days yammering out loud to the universe about what I would love so I can answer their question because I've done the work to know what I want so that I can state it and then allow myself to receive it. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time in Circle Together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after, I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle, C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.